would you rather like, oh, yeah, yeah, be yeah, able yeah, to yeah, fly yeah. or teleport? Like mm-hmm. all that stuff. And yeah. you're like, teleport? Because you could just teleport an inch fly. in front of you, and that's basically flying. Right. I would fly. <laughs> but you can't teleport with flying. With, fly, with teleportation, fly. you could fly. Yeah, I'd rather fly, though. Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. With Andy and Carlos. With Andy and Carlos. Basic necessities. Podcast. With Andy and Carlos. Podcast. With Andy and Carlos. Podcast. With Andy and Carlos. Basic necessities. Welcome back. We are back to the basic necessities. Glad to have y'all. Um, um, by y'all, it's probably just like one other listener. Yeah, and, you, and shenanigan. Shena- that's the one <laughs> other listener. Um, but yeah, so uh, do you want to just jump into it? What, what, what are we talking about today? Yeah, hang on. I had my bookmarks at the wrong place. Uh, all right. Well, we are at number 595. 595. Jumping into Jesus died and was crucified. Yeah. But I like this. It says Jesus, not that I like it. <laughs> it says Jesus died crucified. You sick not Jesus. Person. Because whenever I, I say it, it's like Jesus died, and, like I'll say, I kind of explain it. Jesus died and was crucified, but that's like backward. He was crucified and died. Mm-hmm. But this one is Jesus died crucified. He died while he was on the cross. Yep. So that's what it says. Jesus died crucified. Um, but yeah, uh, you want to you wanna go ahead and start us off? Yeah, dude. Uh, this first number, number 595, um, I think is like pretty like pretty loaded. Um, loaded. I mean, it had, yeah, dude, just like like the guy you're renting this house from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mr. V. <laughs> <laughs> so it was talking about how among the religious it says among the religious authorities of Jerusalem not only were the Pharisee Nicodemus and the prominent Joseph of Arimathea both secret disciples of Jesus but there was also long standing dissension about him so that like there was a whole bunch of you know hubbub and hullabaloo about Jesus but Even it talks it talks about the like two people who were really big in the religious community who were secret disciples. Mm-hmm. And I was reading that and I I only have secret disciples highlighted. Yeah. But I mean that's I think how a lot of people live their faith even today. Mm-hmm. Is as secret disciples of Jesus. Um and I remember back like a couple years ago, probably 4 years ago, I was on a mission trip as you do to Nicaragua. And there was a kid there who was like, yeah, I, I like really like the faith, but I really like my friends as well. And so he was talking about how he's going to be like the undercover agent for Jesus and like still hang out with his friends who weren't the best influences, but he wanted to be like the like secret disciple. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think is a good idea, and I don't think you're really helping anyone by doing that. And yeah. so, even though Joseph of Arimathea got Jesus his tomb, like, come on, bro. 
you couldn't just like shouted that out a little bit to people yeah um i don't know what are your thoughts like on secret disciples so the only thing i highlighted in this is um the line where it says many believed in him though very imperfectly Mm -hmm. i think that just describes it because many believed in him those are like i guess disciples believers or whatever but it goes to say though very imperfectly because um i don't know dude i i would i could easily i'd say i i have fallen into with that kid kind of like that that thought process Mm because there's a lot of pressure it's really looking back when you're older it's really stupid pressure it's like who the heck cares and then you also realize like those friends are probably like long gone by now you're like i'm not even friends with them anymore yeah i cared so much back then um but uh yeah our first the way we should respond always first off is um caring what god thinks everyone else should come second um and uh i found myself like when i worked in a corporate job uh, i've already talked probably told you about this but when i worked in a corporate job there was um like literally probably 99 percent of the people were not catholic uh, maybe all right maybe no i'm gonna say probably 90 percent were not catholic 10 percent were catholic but they were like not practicing um but because what about the other zero percent who were practicing catholics oh shoot i would be in that minority you were in the zero percent no if you <laughs> zoom in there's like a point one. okay really really deep in there yeah. but i would go i would go to mass every every single day and then people would just find out because i just wasn't ashamed people were um tell me uh hey do you want to go uh, eat with us hey do you want to go um whatever the case may be like throughout the day we're gonna have like a little gathering for someone's birthday and i was like um i'll be back later to celebrate with you guys but i'm actually going to mass i go to mass every day to the point where they stopped inviting me <laughs> to um, everything but not in about like they would it, it, more of out of respect um they just knew that's what i did um and through that constant um witness not that i was thinking i was witnessing i was just putting god first um, but through that constant witness people uh, little by little opened up to me about like i we used to go to mass. I haven't been in confession in 16 years and I'd like to go. I, um, like so many different things, even a, a friend of mine who's Muslim had questions about the faith. Um, not saying that she converted at all, but the fact that she felt comfortable enough because God was first and I showed that felt comfortable enough to talk. But, um, I think a lot with comparison, people putting a lot more pressure or importance on the things of the world and the people of this world that god tends to get second string and i'm being nice because usually it's like he's like 20th string yeah if not more I'm just on the bench yeah just. <laughs> he's like put me in <laughs> dad towel boy yeah <laughs> so that's my thought uh yeah uh, i mean i would i think we both agree though that hiding your faith not the way to go about it no i could have just said that yeah that was a long i mean you know life stories life stories life stories are good uh number 596 you want to kick that off i got first line highlighted you got it because i don't have anything highlighted uh the religious authorities in jerusalem were not unanimous about what stance to take towards jesus i think that i mean even nowadays 
when we look at some things within the church, it can seem like they there is dissension, right? Like disconnection between like what the Pope says and what local priests say, um, different things like that. So I don't think that this was a problem that the Jews faced on their own. Um, I think that it's still something that we see today, even though like we have the Holy Spirit guiding the church now, like it still happens. And I think that just goes to show like the, the free will of people. I don't know, but whenever I like read the gospel or like the, the count, like the, uh, the story of the passion, right? I'm always like, Oh, like all of the Jews hated Jesus. Like all of the leaders did and they all wanted him put to death. But as we just saw from the previous like passage, there were at least two of them that <laughs> didn't want him dead. Mm. And so it's just like kind of crazy to think about like there could have been I I don't want to go into like what ifs and all that stuff but like if people if we had true saints back then who were fighting for Jesus like within the Jewish faith like those leaders if any of them heard the Holy Spirit and decided to follow it like who knows what could have happened but I don't know so I have a question on that. Yeah. Why do you think that negativity or this just right now as we're talking, just I thought about it, negativity or, or just evil is so much louder and aggressive and pushy and tends to seem, I'm doing in quotes because God wins, but tends to seem like is winning. You know what I mean? Because, and this is why I'm saying it, to tie it into what you're saying, in what I like about um, the Passion of the Cross, one of the many things, is in that scene where Jesus is kind of was um, um, Jesus was uh, betrayed by Judas. The soldiers got him. They're taking him into that like kind of like courtyard area, whatever. Um, and then all the um, Jewish um, like rabbis are there. They're all like yelling at him, accusing him, all these things. And this is in the in the movie. Um, but then some of them, like some rabbi come up and they're like, what are we doing? Like, why are you doing this? You did nothing wrong. We're doing something wrong, whatever. And then everybody else just yells, get him out of here. Yeah. So, and then they just kind of like walked away. They stated their, their belief, but they didn't like stay there and fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think that there are two reasons. And we see that now, just to tie it oh, in. We see sure. that now all the time. Yeah. And I think that there are two reasons and these are i don't have any like proof to back this up except for my experience but first one is if you make fun of something or if you tear something down it gives yourself a little it, it's an easier way to say oh like i don't have to look at myself as hard and like be concerned that i'm not doing as well as someone else because mm -hmm. i've torn them down Right. My like one of my favorite YouTube channels is Cinema Sins and they just like go through movies and they're like, This is why like where the plot holes are, this is like he just uh, like tears the movie apart. Oh, and that's it's the worst. It's so funny. Oh no. It's so funny. There's this other channel that I listen to called Cinema Wins. Okay. Not nearly as funny because they just go through and they're like, They should get an award for this soundtrack or they should get 
like recommend accommodations for the graphic design and you're like all right shut up no one cares about that they already have awards for that let's go to the fun like so and so's face looks weird if you pause the frame on this mm. <laughs> so like it can make you feel a little bit better because if you tear other people down you don't have to achieve as much in order to be successful right second one is with like negative or evil like mindsets there is way more um opportunity to be attacked right if you're talking with like mother Teresa and you're arguing with her you're not afraid that she's just gonna like beat your face in to silence you mm-hmm. but if there's someone who doesn't care what you think they want like their way or the highway mm-hmm. and they're just like oh, we're gonna tear down whoever we have to to get this done you're there's threat of physical harm the consequences are way higher if you're attacking or going up against someone who is evil mm-hmm Versus if you're going up against someone who is not evil. And I think that you can see that all the time today with Mm -hmm. all the protests, different things. Like there's different sides of both arguments. One, I think, does a way better job of being peaceful. We'll let you guys decide. You can look at the news and say who's more peaceful than who. But I think it's very obvious. Mm Mm-hmm which side is more peaceful than the other side. I mean, even like if we go back to the March for Life like a year ago, right? The kid that got just completely thrown in through the garbage because he was standing there smiling at a guy who was yelling at him while he was protesting at the March for Life. Yeah. The media just completely trashed that kid. And he won like a huge amount of money in lawsuits Yeah, because of it. But... You don't see that happen on the other side of the of the arguments. Mm-hmm. Even though there could be way more violence, like the the consequences, it's it's completely like skewed. I think. Yeah. So I think that those would be the two reasons. Is like one, it makes it makes success in air quotes easier for people if you tear down other people's success because comparatively, mm-hmm. if they aren't as high up, it's easier to reach that height, and then. The other one, which is there are more serious consequences with people who don't care about anyone's well-being. I like it. Um, so that would be my two. I don't know. That uh, That's pretty dead on. I would 100% agree. Uh, what you got, dude? Where you, where you at? Uh, well, I didn't have 596, so I'll go to 597. Do it. How are we doing on That's the time? button we need. We need the do it button. Do it. 15. We got like another 15 you, you minutes. You just tell me and I'll do it. We're halfway I'll there. Do it. <laughs> All right, um, all right. So let's go to. Um, I just thought this was cool to think about because uh, five ninety seven. Okay, there's a lot here. I'm just gonna try to sum it up. So I'll go between five ninety seven, five ninety eight, and if you have anything, just jump in. All right. But the title for five ninety seven, uh, and just if this is your first time, we're going through the catechism, and this oh, is yeah. just the paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we'll we like to explain that. So 
We're going through the paragraphs of the, the catechism. Carlos likes to explain it way more than I do. I do, because then I, I realize... I hate it. Just listen to the other episodes. Oh, oh gosh. Gosh! All right, well, going on. <laughs> 597, the title of it um, is... The, that section is, Jews are not collectively responsible for Jesus' death. I just thought that was that was really cool to think about, because, I mean, it's... it. When we look back, I mean, the Jews, you can tell, like, in the Bible that they're, like, they they decided to attack him. They wanted to destroy him, like we talked Dude, about in the last Dude, whenever it one. gets to, like, Lent, I'm just like, come on, guys. Why the heck did you do that? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I always... Uh, you'll get to the line later, yeah. so I won't bring it up yet. But Yeah, so it says, the personal sin... So one of the lines in 597 says, the personal sin of the participants, Judas... The Sanhedrin pilot is known to God alone. So I just thought that was cool first to say that because it's saying that each one of them in their hearts, not as a collective, each one of their heart in a different way were struggling with certain things and they sinned. But their one sin was not the other person's sin. Their sin was alone. It's kind of like our personal relationship with God. We also have personal sins against God, right? So I just thought that was interesting to to think about. Each of them in a different way are going to be like judged and that whole outcome with each one of them mm-hmm. is different. And then there's more in there, but it says um, the next paragraph, the title, and if I miss anything, you want to jump in, just pick it up. But I'm just going to tie it in and we can fill in the gaps. It yep. says 598, the title says, all sinners were the authors of Christ's passion. And then in the paragraph, it says, Sinners were the authors and ministers of all the suffering that the divine Redeemer endured. So not just them back then, like not just all of them, um, the Jews, Pontius Pilate in his um, just being very nonchalant about like, I don't want to have anything to do with this, Judas and wanting to turn him in, just everything, right? Um, They were not the only authors, only like puppeteers, like, controlling this whole passion of Christ. It was us in our sins and God being out of time. Um, we are still like paying for this. Those, the sins that we, um, commit now are still like causing Christ to suffer. He's carrying all of that, yep. which is just a good, um, wake up call, I guess. Yeah. And I, I just like the, um, the excerpt here that it's got the little indent Mm -hmm. and it says that our crime is greater than the jews right it says none of the rulers understood who jesus was we however profess to know him and then we deny him Ooh, right and so (laughs) when you think when i read the the passion and that whole like like the whole the whole passion uh, narrative i'm always like oh these people stuck like sucked because they were just like doing all this stuff to jesus scourging him giving him the crown of thorns like all that stuff but they had no idea who he was we're the ones who say i believe in god the father i believe in jesus christ his only son we profess the faith and then we still turn against him Mm-hmm. 
so ours, I mean, it says in here, like our sin is greater than that of the Jews because we know, and yet we still decide to do what is not holy. We, we decide to sin and turn our backs on Jesus, even though we've been given the full truth. Um, and then I love this line because it's so powerful. It says, like, it going, it comes right after, you know, we know Jesus and we still choose to sin and we crucify him still when you delight in your vices and sins. So we still, we choose to crucify him whenever we decide and we, we pick that vice, that sin over him. We are saying, no, I'd rather have Jesus be crucified. Yeah. And like, that is, kind of, that is ridiculous. And I think that like, if anyone has a prayer that they pray, like whatever, maybe when you're being tempted, you pray St. Michael or you pray like just a Hail Mary, whatever. If you read this and you say like, okay, well, I'm getting, I'm being tempted to sin. And if you're like, okay, well, if I can get through this passage and just say like, I would rather crucify Jesus again and sin than live like justly and true. If you can read through that and you still want to sin, I don't know what's going to help you, but like that should be a wake up call to anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even, I wouldn't even say like want to sin because yeah, we, we choose it, but it's, it's, it's a lack of virtue, which brings me to my idea for um, Exodus 90, which oh, yeah, I'll this, talk about, I'll talk this, about this is the P90 Exodus. I don't know if I should talk about it here. I'll talk about it in the after before. Okay. How about that? All right. If you want to hear Carlos's new idea for his beach body exercise program. Okay. That's not. That's not what it is? No. If you want to hear Carlos's new idea for a spiritual exercise yeah. program. Uh, it's, a, it's a mix. It's jump, a mix. <laughs> jump over to the after the before. Yeah. But uh, so. Well, don't jump there yet. No, 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 no. Keep keep listening. I know, guys. I've got more things to say. I know that you really want. You're You're tempted to to hit that time travel button and just close out and open up the other one. But don't, because Carlos and I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to we gotta keep talking. Um, but, all right, so to finish this, though, we're, through a lack of virtue, I think it's just a weakness of that is comfortable right now. Not necessarily that we don't understand that we're causing him to sin, but in that moment, it's like, it's not that bad. So we just do whatever so we are choosing yes um but i think it's we can't choose the good because we're so weak in not practicing to choose the good i don't know if that makes sense but the thing that just kind of like dang hit just i was i can't even comprehend this i saw you Um, highlight some more yeah it says (laughs) the the part that you that you kind of brought up but i'm going to read the whole thing it says nor did demons crucify him. So it's saying demons, like the worst of the worst, did not crucify him. And then it says, it is you who have crucified him and crucify him crucify him still. And then going, what you said, when you delight in your vices and your sins. So this is all from St. Francis Assisi, of Assisi, who's like, I don't know where he said this. Me neither. He is preaching some truth. Yeah. It says adminito. I don't know what adminito is, but I think that's where 
It might be a book. It might be like a, something from him. Who knows? I don't. But that, I was just like, geez, Louise, that's insane. It is in the catechism, though. So if you want yeah. to read the catechism, yeah. just jump into 598 and read that little excerpt because that, that's some good some good stuff. Some good reading. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have anything in 599? Nope. Me neither. All right. 600? Yeah, that one, I, that one clearly was just throw that out yeah. of the catechism stupid no we don't no, need that stupid. at yeah. all yeah but I'll, i will say the title ties into what i have in 600 and it's a question and it is gonna this is question so, time yeah so jesus handed over uh, jesus handed over according to the definitive plan of god that's the title before 599 and then uh top line of 600 says to god all moments of time are present in their immediacy then it goes on to say the word predestination so predestination is like we're going to end at this boom right so predestination is the thought that god has already chosen where you're going to end up and it's you can't do anything about it yeah so that's not that's not what we I, believe i know but it's in quotes it says when therefore he establishes his, his eternal plan of in quotes predestination mm-hmm. he includes in it each person's free response to his grace yeah so so, so there's predestination it's in air in quotes, quotes in air quotes because god knows where we're gonna end up already yeah which is heaven so that's what maybe I'm well, well, well he hopefully. knows where each person yeah. is gonna end up which is there's my question yeah well, all right hold on so going back so he knows where we're all going to end up mm-hmm. already because he's out of time he knows what happens yes jesus handed over according to the definitive plan of god so that was already the plan mm-hmm. so how was their pre that how was their free will in that because somehow some way that needed to happen yeah that had to happen that was going to happen so how is that free will, which is what blew my mind? Right. Because he didn't make anyone make the decisions. He didn't, but he knew. He knew. But that but was that's, his plan. that's not taking away from free will. I know, right? but, if I offered, but that was his plan. Have, have you ever played uh, Would You Rather? Would You Rather? Where it's like, would you rather like, oh, yeah, yeah, be yeah, able yeah, to yeah, fly yeah. or teleport, like mm-hmm. all that stuff? And yeah. you're like, teleport, because you could just teleport an fly. inch in front of you, and that's basically flying. Right. I would fly. But you can't teleport with flying. With flying with teleportation you could fly. Yeah, I'd rather fly though. Because the constant fluid motion of being able to enjoy where teleport's like Yeah, but you could just teleport do that. up and then just drop. Teleport up and then just drop. I think it's basic all right. Well this is not the podcast. Okay. <laughs> but if you're playing What Are the Odds or not What Are the Odds, if you're playing Would You Rather, right? Um, and I was like, Carlos, would you rather have a super expensive sports car or have to murder your family like i know which one you're gonna choose but i'm not gonna make you choose it Mm -hmm. (laughs) which one would you choose so he's giving us two very easy no i'm just saying this is just very basic right because i don't know you just gave me that now i don't know what to do (laughs) because (laughs) you're like do i murder my family (laughs) no but it's it's i'm putting it in a very extremely easy to understand is like Clearly, what are you trying people, to say? clearly people are going to try and murder their own family. I mean, get yeah, an yeah, expensive yeah. sports car. 
right? So mm-hmm. when it comes to God, he understands us better than we understand ourselves, I think. Because he made us. Yeah. And so he knows what we'll choose in whatever situation. But mm-hmm. he doesn't make us make the choice. I'm not going to make you take But why it. make us that way? You know what I mean? I, it, I don't know. That's but a like, struggle. See, that's what I need to... We okay. should ask that. I mean, so that's... I'm already... That's down. where it gets to like the, the people who are, who are like, oh, why does God let bad things happen? Because well, then it I takes know. away from your free will. I know it does. So I 100% then, know so, that. So you're just saying, why, why does he make us free? No, but he knows exactly what we're going to choose. Yeah. Right? So my, my, my struggle is... As much as I understand that, I will never understand it. And that's where I kind of like usually have peace because my I see everything kind of two-dimensionally, basically, if we were comparing. And he sees everything like a million dimensionally in different ways and algorithms that I could never possibly understand. Even if I dedicate my whole life to one specific topic, I would never. Yeah. Um, so I get that, but it's still difficult to wrap my mind around the fact that, yeah, we have free will. But God made us knowing the type of person that we are, knowing what we're going to choose. So even if we have free will and he puts choices in front of us constantly, he knows exactly what we're going to choose because mm-hmm. he knows our personality. But he didn't... You so here's I mean? the thing, right? Like when... I, I don't know if this is right, but when, when God makes life, right? Like when a, a new life is conceived, mm-hmm. you don't already have your personality. You don't already have all your likes and interests and dislikes. It's not like a thing that you just grow up and you're like, well, this is who God made me to be. You're in, you're inspired, you're taught, like you are moved around. What's it? What, what is the word I'm looking for? It doesn't matter. You are affected by the people around you, your parents who raised you, the friends you have. So it's not like God is the only one saying, this is who Carlos is. Mm-hmm. You have outside sources affecting you. God understands those, and he knows what decisions you will make in the future or in the past. He knows what you're going to choose. But he doesn't make you choose them, and he doesn't like... he. You know, all of those other people who are also affecting you, they have free will. Mm-hmm. And so their choices can affect you differently. So I don't I don't think that it's up to God who you become unless you put your trust in God. Yeah. Right? Because I don't have a choice when it comes to the people that I hung out with when I was three years old. My parents were like, we're going to set you up with the play date, and you're going to go over to your friend like Lucas's house, and you're going to sit in the kitchen on the kitchen floor and eat bread for an hour, and then you're going to come home. Like, who knows, Right. I don't know what impact that had on my life. That's a true story. That happened. My best friend, we just mm-hmm. sat in his kitchen, ate, ate bread. bread, and that was it. Potato bread? I don't know what kind of bread. Man. But, you know, maybe I would have been a different person if it was potato bread. Yeah. Who knows? But I don't think that... I mean, I, I know that we all have free will, and so every interaction that you have with someone is not necessarily pushing you towards what God, who God wants you to be. And so it's up to us when we reach the age of rationalization, reason, the age of reason (laughs) to put our trust in God and say, make me who you want me to be. Mm -hmm. And that's when 
he'll be able to impact us. But if yeah, we just yeah. allow ourselves to be manipulated by the people around us, I don't think that. Yeah, you're. I don't think you're gonna be on his plan, like for your life. You're you're gonna be going wandering off doing whatever you want. That's not to say that you're gonna ruin God's plan for your life. He always accepts people back, and there's that giant rejoicing when one sinner returns. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, free will is a gift, and we can choose to accept it and just be like, be joyful about it, which I am. Like, I'm so happy that I have free will, and that I'm not a robot. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, did that answer your question a little bit? A little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, that definitely helped. I only have one more thing. All right. When we're it's in uh 602, so you can 602. do whatever. Um, free will, free willy. Yeah, yeah, let's jump into it. Go <gasps> for it. Free will is usually a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Choices are usually black and white. Free willy, he was a dolphin. Was I thought free willy was a whale? Was he an orca? I think he was. I could have sworn he was a dolphin. No, I think that's a different one. I'm looking this up. Yeah. You can keep talking, but because I'm looking this up. Free Willy is black and white. I don't think Coincidence? So. Free Willy. Oh, man. <gasps> You're right, dude. He was a dolphin. No, Orca. Yeah, he was a killer whale. Yeah. Sorry, I said dolphin. You did. <laughs> I was like, no. A young orca. Dude, what? Dude. I totally thought he was So do you a think dolphin. that's a coincidence? I think uh, not. I don't know. Probably. Uh, all right. The the guy sitting in his room, I can't believe that we made our our it was such a deep meaning behind that movie, no one understood. He got it, finally. He's sitting right now in his room just talking with his co directors. Well, good job, guys. Um, all right. Do you have something? From 6.02? Yeah. Yeah, it's like halfway through. Where's yours? At the very end. The very end. All I right. have a question. Yeah. Another question. Okay. But, so all right, you hang go on. first. Let me go first. Because I'm done after this. Yep. Um, all right. This is talking about Jesus. It says, He was destined for the foundation of the world, but was made manifest at the end of times. Question. Time has continued. So it was not the end of times. Well, okay. Maybe it was. <laughs> Are you here? Am I here? No, no, no. It no, was no, no. not. No, no, no. The end of times, because the end of times... All right, so, but, like, at his death, it was... Oh, wait, no. He was made known at the end of times? It says he was made manifest. Manifest at the end of times, because didn't... The time begin, like the year counting, didn't that technically start year zero at his birth? Yeah, but that would have been the beginning of times. Yeah, but it was the end of times, also the beginning <laughs> of times. I don't know. I the don't end get of it. the, I don't know. Um, I think that could be. Oh, this is one that I think is awesome. Oh. Uh, man's sin. Uh, following on original sin are punishable by death. Man's sins, sorry, are punishable by death. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't sin. So if he didn't choose to die, 
would he have lived forever? Because he didn't have that sin. Oh, gosh. I mean, I guess. And also, okay, I was going to say, then why would he die even if he was crucified? Because, like, would Adam and Eve died if they were crucified before but he they died? Sinned? He died for our sins. But he came back. He did. So he's like, no. So nah. he's like, he's like I, I just threw you guys' uh, sins in the garbage disposal of hell, and I just came back. It's basically like the garbage disposals at the end of your driveway. He's like, hey. I'm gonna At go, the I'm end a, of your driveway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, the garbage. The garbage can. disposal is the garbage in your can. sink. The garbage trash. The garbage whatever. If anyone has a garbage disposal at the end of their driveway. The garbage that can. That would like. Oh my gosh. That the, would tear your tires up. The triple the triple A garbage can thing that is at the end or American whatever you have. He just walks you know, out. You supposed taking to, our sins. You're supposed dropping. to wheel that in. I know. I'm just trying to make an analogy. It didn't work. I'm just going to say my part. Yeah, do it. This is confusing. <laughs> so it says, by sending, so following what you just said, it says, by sending his own son in from, um, I got to read better. By sending his own son in the form of a slave, in the form of a fallen humanity, an account of sin, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So I don't get it. Is that a question? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. It says, made him to be sin who knew no sin. Mm-hmm. So how, how, how did, why did he make him, uh, what does that even mean? Made him to be sin who knew no sin. Dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, um, do you actually? Cause no, I don't know what I mean. I, mean. I, I know what you're asking. I don't know what I mean though. Right. Do you know how to answer? So not really uh, <laughs> all right sweet i'm gonna save this yeah, as a question it. do it because i have no i'm just idea gonna give my thought okay um which is like sin as in he uh, all right sorry I'm, i didn't highlight this part um it's uh it's at the very end yeah i'm saying 602 made him to be sin who knew no sin and it's even the title for our sake god made him to be sin Mm-hmm. Which I do not get it. I'm gonna write in the questions end of six oh two. Which by the way, we are recording when? Thursday? Two With days the brothers, from now. yeah boy. Yeah, so guys, look out for that episode in the next week or two. Shoot, I can't find out. the thing that I was reading earlier. Um there was a there was a passage in here that talks about how christ is like the sacrifice that will end all sacrifices so like no sacrifice or burnt offering or anything will be able to like outshine christ's sacrifice and so when it says he made him to be sin who knew no sin i think that it means like he he is taking on all of this sin, right? Of all, like of all of humanity, he's taking that sin and offering it, taking on the punishment for our sins. Mm -hmm. And so in that case, he's saying like the punishment for our sins 
is being taken over by Christ. And so like he is becoming the sin and like removing it. I don't know. Still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It's that's tough. a good question to ask the brothers. Yep. So I wrote it down. Nice. You should um, send them that stuff like as soon as ASAP. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we should add any more questions to them on the yeah. week of. All right. Um That's all I've got. Dope. That's all you got until number until, three? Until the next section. Dope. Yeah, well we Which should wrap we will up. go through next time. But that he has loved us. I had that highlighted. I don't know why. <laughs> was, was there more to that? There was a dramatic pause. In this I just love, expected angels not to start that singing. We loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be expiation for our sins. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, that was that was like before we were saved, like Christ elevated us to what we we could become something better than we were able to get before. We could never make it to heaven before Christ died. We were always sinners, and Christ died for us. Now, while we're alive, because we live in time differently than God does, we are able to make it to heaven, whereas before Jesus died, we couldn't. But he still died for us when we were sinners, and we we still didn't have the opportunity to make it to heaven when he was alive. Because God is outside of time. Yeah. He could die for us. So it's just kind of crazy. It's like, he died for everyone while we were still sinners. But now we can become more than that. That is crazy. Um, And then I had this highlighted as well. There is not, there is not, never has been, and never will be a single human being for whom Christ did not suffer. So if you're out there and you think you're worthless, Jesus died for you. Mm-hmm. So you're like not worthless. You still got a little bit of worth. Your identity <laughs> and your worth is in him, which is just mind-blowing, which I don't really think about a lot, but it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. It is. I think it's dope. And if you're just sitting out there and you're like, man, I don't even know what I'm going to do with my life. Jesus still died for you. Uh, yeah. Dope. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's wrap up this episode um, like we always do with some words of wisdom. When on the highway of life, don't be afraid to make a U-turn. <laughs> <laughs>